Hello, fans of For Quality Assurance. So either you joined in a lot from next week because you're such a rap person, or you've turned it off because you can't hear me even say the word rap. It is a real thing. Welcome to, I'm not going to talk to the pets. They're all sleeping now. Um, but welcome to For Quality Assurance, a small podcast about small pets. We're doing a whole sweep of episodes. We've been naming them different things. Stop asking me dumb questions. Or as I'm calling this uh, thing with rats, uh, un- uh, common questions for uncommon pets. And just so just so we get an idea here, um, are, are, rats, are rats uncommon is a, is, a, is a great question. And the answer, of course, is no. While with our other pets, while we can say with the red ear sliders, we're not talking about their population numbers, um, we can say to a pretty large degree that um, rats are a very popular pet. Um, if you consider how many rats are in labs, uh, if you consider the fact that you can go to most pet stores and get a rat, um, and the fact that rats are somewhat easy to care for, um, they're okay communal livers, not, not, not really, I would, coming from, from someone that knows how hard this is, this is again not a rat expertise, I would have a hard time keeping more than one rodent. But of course, rats do love living together. Uh, certain types of rats very much love a companion. But then again, they do say that about ferrets. And, you know, you are there for them. There is this uh, risk of cage depression. But I've never had any vet tell me that it's a genuine concern with having, not having a friend around, you know, in the cage. But rats, I have seen that recommended before. But again, I really, I really wouldn't keep more than one rodent. They are, they are explorers, they're troublemakers, it's tough. But rats are not an uncommon pet. Rats, again, I started this whole series uh, the last couple episodes because there's this stigma towards pets. But rats are not that uncommon as a pet. They're actually really common if you consider the fact that people have to um, take care of them to do science experiments. And they are pets. You hear many of those scientists talk about um, loving those pets, uh, all, all, the, all those sort of things. Um, they are definitely a very common pet. I would be hard-pressed to see you go into a pet store and look for um, a, 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 anything that sells mammals or rodents and not see rats. So they're not, ve- they're not very uncommon, but we're still going to have to uh, refer to them as an uncommon pet simply because, I, I don't know, uh, just, just, just cause, just because that's a stigma. I guess we shouldn't, but, um, uh, last episode we went into the history of rats. We're going to sort of bring ourselves into modern day. Um, let's talk about the internet for today. That's what we're going to do. There's a lot of rat fancier people. And again, different from the fancy rat, as I explained different uh, thing entirely, but there are a lot of rat fanciers uh, in the world. Um, here I'm going to read a source from, from, from uh, this is from Entertainer Test Subject in, and a, uh, by Langton Jerry, um, and he's talking about uh, how the most notorious rodent climbed its way th- to the top. Um, Rat fancy as a formal, organized hobby began when a woman, Mary Douglas, 
uh, asked for permission to bring her rats to an exhibition at the National Mouse Club in Aylesbury Town Show in England on October 1901. Her black and white hooded rat won Best in Show at just a pet show in the 1900s. Um, and then, of course, the National Fancy Rat Society. I will say this about, and I'm putting people on blast. I'm doing it purposefully. I see a lot of bad social media for rats. If I'm being honest right now about the internet, because we're talking about the National Rat Fancier Society, I believe I have their page pulled up here somewhere. Come on, where is it? Um, here we go. It's not very well organized. They, they tweet sometimes. They don't tweet sometimes. They're not very engaged. It's hard to get in contact with anyone on the website. Rats need more PR. Luckily, there are a lot of great users. And again, I'm, I, you know, I am looking at their site. I have seen it recently. I mean, I, I planned this show a few weeks ago. I have seen it recently. They are getting a little better at doing um, a social media. They actually posted today when we're recording. They'll be at the, uh, well, this has been the past. They're at the National Pet Show, the very one. Not the very one, but uh, they're, 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 at, they're at pet shows and things like that. But you know, again, they they shy away. Not a you would want to see a lot of pictures of rats on here, um, right? Like so, when I planned this a few weeks ago, there's a huge gap in their social their social media presence, and they they, they got a little better as 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 they went on. I've tried to contact them; it's very hard. If you're from the National Rat Fancier Society, please get in contact with me. I'd love to do a whole episode about rats. I am so happy to see more and more of these pictures up of just big cuddle piles of rats. Rats love cuddling. Um, but there's also some other great people on the internet for rats. I'm just going to straight up give some people promotion. Uh, Fed your rat, F-E-D-Y-A underscore rat, has just some very cute fancy rats. They are very squishy. Uh, they po it's, it's, uh, you see a lot with pets, uh, posts for like as the pet. Um, it's, it's a great time. I, is, is their YouTube channel also about rats? Yes, they've got some YouTube videos of rats being very cute. Um, Denver Pets at Cute Pets Denver also posts about rats and, and sees them as adoption issues. You know, I'm sh I'm people are always shocked when I tell them I've adopted hamsters and I've adopted fish. Pets get abandoned all the time. Rats, which are great pets, like there's no doubt that you're not going to see them as, as adoption. So it's great to see these posted here because a lot of times the big organizations put dogs and cats as their main thing. It's great to see all those uh, things too. Katie Bavoso, uh, uh, K-A-T-I-E-B-A-V-O-S-O, ran a similar story about uh, rats a few years ago. She, she, a few weeks ago, she is a, a newscaster, and I believe she was, can be seen on air with some rats to adopt in an effort, you know, uh, one of those human... Why do we say that? Why is, it, why is a news story that is about uh, rats considered a human interest story? I, I, never, I never quite understood that, but there you go, adopting out pets. Um... Let's, let's take a look towards the end of here, because we're getting to the end of this, at um, AFMRA, which is the American Fanciers Rat Mass Association, and they are, they are much worse than the, uh, than the Rat Fancier Society. Um, but it is a good place to start. You know, one of the other reasons that Michael loves old websites is because they're very basic. They're very, very, very basic, and it's, it's really easy to um, find out about them. Um, so, next episode, what we're going to get into is actually taking care of rats. K 
Can Rats Be Loved? Cat, can Rats Be... Oh, uh, sorry, one more. RatFanClub.org. I don't know if they're actually... A lot of these are bunked, if I'm being honest. They don't look great. Um, but uh, uh, I'm a big fan of it. They're a British organization, and they have things about... Uh, adopting pets and adopting rats always can't knock them because they are doing it a little bit just you want to see more you want to see more with 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 especially when you have such a cute animal just post more of it um so next episode we're going to get into oh you know what we got to do on this episode we got to do it if we're finishing up the history and bringing us to to uh modern day we got to get we got to do we got to hold on everyone bear with me i'm so sorry about this um, we got to do their sanitation and stuff with the plague. Um, let me bring up my pages for that. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, I'll fill, I'll fill the time. In the meantime, you may have heard, have you heard of the plague? <laughs> That's the first one. Uh, um, so let's be honest here. Uh, I've done some stuff on food on food science, and I've done some stuff on vermin, and I've done some stuff on pet stuff. Um, and again, we're going to talk very generally here because we're trying to follow the story rather than the actual things. All vermin, all vermin, which means pets that are unaccounted for. That's really what we mean by vermin. I know that you want to think that pets are, you know, oh, well, my dog couldn't be a vermin. No, that's not really true. A wild dog is sort of a, 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 a vermin in a way. Um, they are a plague. One of the big things with the risks of animals and humans is that while animals sort of have a, a different relationship with feces, we can get quite a few diseases from animal feces. And so the main way that things happen is that, uh, and from each other too, so uh, human handling, human error, let's not blame the animals right away. I know we want to think that. Human error is far away the biggest reason people get food poisoning, if we're talking in the modern age, uh, when, we, when we really are. Um, but when we talk about any animal that is going to the bathroom unaccounted for, what we could think of as not zero-point pollution, multi-point pollution. So zero-point pollution is when... All of the source of, of waste and chemicals and, and byproducts of a process go to the same place. That's why we like to have dumps. That's why we like to, to have factories really uh, uh, like apply to these, to these rules and to, to put their waste in the same place. That even though these are an issue, landfills, dumps, pollution, if we can track it, if we know the, the one point of, sol of, of pollution, we can find a solution around it. So when you talk about rats and animals that are, that, are, that are wild, them going to the bathroom, them eating and breeding in places that we don't like, that's, that's, that's an issue. Um, of course, we're going to go to Orkin on this. Uh, and they have a really great page. And I always love when someone asks about any animal, Orkin has, <laughs> you don't want to buzz market, but Orkin really does just lay it on the line about um, what's going on because they, 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 they're, they're going to tell it to you straight. They're not the people that, they're not trying to convince you to buy a rat. They're not trying to convince you that you need to get rid of rats. Obviously, if you want to get rid of rats in your homes, you'll do it. So they just have really great information and you can actually like, Orkin will even, what's cool about them, and this is how you can trust an organization. I'm being honest. I don't know anything else about what they do. Information is always key. 
when you see something on the internet where it says, you can do this and this and this, and they don't tell you how, it's because it's not real. You know Orkin is trustworthy because they'll say, like, here's how you can get rid of termites on your own. Oh, yeah, you can try that. Go ahead and try it. Here are some things that might work. Here are some ways that you can bet. Because Orkin doesn't want you to associate them with you having pests in their house. They want you to associate them with getting rid of pests. So they don't need to sell you on getting rid of rats. No one has rats in their home and wants to keep them there. Or they will keep them there and try to isolate them. Or uh, we, uh, we get them help. So they have a whole article here about rat-borne diseases. Skip to the interesting part about Black Plague to start. Uh, no. Bubonic Plague, the Black Plague that sweeped Europe, uh, killed many people, was not brought on by rats. What they were brought on was by fleas on rats because uh, uh, the plague was a blood-borne illness. So once you got bitten by a flea or a tick riding on a rat, you then got uh, uh, the, the, the blood exchange. It bit into your bloodstream. They go directly into the bloodstream and... Uh, that was the disease was exchanged there, and that, that's how that happened. Were rats still part of the problem? Absolutely. Less rats means less fleas. Um, there's a great, again, I, I don't even want to steal it. There's a great, if you go buy Ratatouille and watch the bonus feature in which they explain everything, they sort of do this middle episode we're doing here. But let's go through the other diseases that rats can give you. Rat bites and scratches can re result in disease and rat bite fever. Rat bite fever, by the way, um, it's worth its own episode later down the line. Uh, it's often misdiagnosed, and it's not really like... It's weird. It's one, of those, it's one of those words like hysteria, where like being hysterical is a term we use nowadays, but in the olden days, hysteria meant this sort of uh, misogynistic sexist thing. Uh, so that's, rat bite fever has that sort of reputation as a word, so maybe I'll do one on that. Um, rat urine is responsible for the spread, I'm just reading directly from Oregon. Rat urine is responsible for the spread of leptospirosis, which can result in liver and kidney damage, uh, and it can be contracted through inhaling or handling of scat. Uh, something really common that we don't really talk about. You know, bat guano has the same issue. Same with raccoon feces. Uh, that while, they're, while we know these present dangers, we think of bubonic plague with, with rats, we think of uh, uh, being bitten by a, by a bat, and we think of uh, a raccoon giving us rabies. In reality, their waste is very, I mean, it's all where the, the things come from. Um, they say that lymphotic, lymphocytic oh, choreomeningitis um, has different effects but can also be uh, caused by rats. Potential source of allergens, I didn't know that. I thought they were hypoallergenic. I mean, you can be potentially allergic to anything. Um, but dander, any dander can, can, can do that to you. Um, Diseases fall into two categories, you know, uh, rat feces or urine uh, um, or bites, or by intermediary through fleas, ticks, and mites that they carry. A lot of animals just carry mites naturally, uh, and they're fine with it their whole lives until it gets out of hand. Uh, maybe we'll do an episode on mange. Um, diseases uh, uh, transmitted directly by rats, uh, hentavirus. Uh, it's a viral transmitted by the, the rice rat. It's uh, spread through inhaling uh, urine droppings or direct contact with the urine or droppings or the bite of a rat. Leptospirosis, which we covered. Rat bite fever, which we covered. Salmonella. And those are the ones through, through biting it. And then, of course, indirectly, the plague. Colorado tick fever. So these are all things caused by ticks. So we're not, we're not really going to talk about them. That's going to do it for this, for this episode. Um... We'll come back, we'll talk about care, about how easy they are to care for. Um, and please, you know, uh, 
just remember when, when we're, we're ending here on, on the idea that you can get this disease. Again, rats before reptiles. Rats before reptiles is what we said on the last episode. Rats came first, and then reptiles were kept as pets. And people were just dying from having rats as pets. Remember, there are always risks with having another animal, whether that be human, whether that be a pet, whether that be a bug, whether that be flies, whatever that means, living amongst your ecosystem. Um, with reptiles, for example, which most people wouldn't blink an eye at as having a reptile that they thought was cute as a pet, you know, again, that cuteness is an issue. Salmonella is a real issue in that, but that doesn't mean you're going to get salmonella from handling a, a rodent all the time. I mean, a, a, a reptile all the time. So consider that that even in that sort of short list, yes, bubonic plague is on that list and salmonella is on that list. But again, it's going to be in your house. It's going to be cared for. It's going to be looked by, by a doctor. So just consider that, that, that while that was a possibility at one point, it's very unlikely that it would happen to you. Um, or maybe it's not. Go get the plague. Go on a rat. Uh, see you all next week.